Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, a podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith, or if you do not have any, to help you find some. And we come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And we exist to proclaim the truth, the truth that Jesus Christ is King. He is Lord of Lords, uh, King of Kings. And over and above everything that we know or understand. Because he created it all for his purposes, not ours. And we are fortunate enough to be alive on the planet that he created. In the solar system that he created. In the universe that he created. With everything else that uh, we have in abundance. Um, you know, the thing that he created and put us on is amazing. And the more we... Uh, Respect that. Respect that he did that. Um, the more you will have life and life to the fullest. Because he said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. And so while we don't understand all the dynamics between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we do know what he has told us in his word. And his word is found in the Bible. In the Bible, there's plenty of copies uh, running around this planet. It's the most popular book ever printed. And there's good reason why, because it's the truth. It's the truth of how we got here, the truth of why we're here, the truth of what it means to be here, what it means to be part of this deal. And uh, we at It's a Religion have one premise, and that is uh, you are either part of God's kingdom, you have put your faith and trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you filled in that blank with something else, something that is not true, something that's false, something that's... Uh, likely satanic because he has a, a way of uh, opposing God in every way, shape, or form that he can. And he is the enemy of God and uh, is a great influencer of people. We saw this back in the garden with Adam and Eve, and we have seen it uh, exhibited since then in many, many ways. Um, and probably one of the most recent ones is the, the uh, slavery and there's still slavery going on this day and just the evil that people perpetrate against children and against each other. And, uh, it's, it's a sad thing, but that is, there's a reason for it folks. And that's, that's what we're trying to say. It's not something that happens in a vacuum. Um, there's, there are reasons for things, um, reasons that everything happens for a reason. So we hope that, uh, if you if you need some assistance, if you're not sure about things, um, you know, email us ehud at itsareligion.org. We'll be happy to help any way we can. Um, we hope that you share this podcast. Um, we want to get to a point where we get canceled on Spotify. That's one of our goals. Because of course we here at it's a religion. Uh, apparently, according to the U.S. government. Um, are about misinformation, like questioning an election that had many, many anomalies and, and videotape footage of people stuffing ballot boxes. And, um, you know, I work in automation, so I know that if you have something connected to the Internet, either through cellular service or through a wire or some other mechanism, um, that can be tampered with. And to say that these machines are secure and safe, uh, I think, is a joke. I think until you get them to a point where, you know, you can have a machine that is not connected to anything. Um, and even then, you can set up the software to do whatever you want it to do. You know, you can count uh, 
for certain candidates two votes for every one that they get. You could do, I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff that you could do. And to say that, that there's no inherent issues with these machines is a joke that they used in the, the 2020 election, and a lot of them are planning to use again. So it's a it's a scary time we live in right now when our own government is claiming that domestic terrorism is the worst thing that, that we have, and anybody that disagrees with the government is somehow a terrorist. When did when when was that one of the American credos? I I thought that we were free to redress our government when we didn't agree with it. That we were free to uh, protest and say no, there's something not right here. And you know we just we see a lot of very heinous things, things that are not only anti-constitutional but are uh, I believe from the pit of hell. So. But it's interesting because if we go back, again, we start with Scripture as our premise that it's a religion. And if we go back to the Bible, we, we started this year in the book of Genesis, and we're working our way through the Old Testament. And when you do that, you see uh, many things. You see creation. You know, you see the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see Israel going down into Egypt for 400 years and then coming out of Egypt in the Exodus and getting the law in Leviticus and uh, being numbered and then uh, having some confirmation of the law in Deuteronomy. And then you see Joshua taking the Israelites into the promised land and getting rid of some of the uh, folks there that, that were very anti-God and that were following Satan and uh, worshiping things like a, a deity called Baal and Moloch. And then you get into Judges, where Israel doesn't have a king, but it has a series of judges that uh, they turn to in times of trouble. And then we see the faithfulness of the book of Ruth, and uh, Ruth the Moabitess, who is, you know, all of this so far points to the line of Christ and his coming. And then we see First Samuel, where uh, Saul is king, and Second Samuel, where David is king. And now we're into First Kings uh, today where we're going to look at the life of Solomon, uh, David's son, the son of David and Bathsheba, the one that he committed adultery with, basically, and then uh, repented of his sin, and God forgave him of that. And, you know, if it wasn't for God's forgiveness, I don't know where we would be at, because uh, our sin is great, folks, and there isn't a person alive that, that doesn't have issues um, with that. Um, when you compare yourself to a perfect God, to a holy God, to one who doesn't make mistakes and one who does not sin. So First Kings opens, like I said, David's still king, but then uh, Solomon becomes king, and then we, we go through his life. And God tells him, you know, beware of, of these women that you love because Solomon apparently was quite the womanizer. And uh, you get forward to uh, chapter 11, I mean, when, when Solomon first came to the throne, God said, hey, what can I do for you? And Solomon said, hey, just give me wisdom to rule over these people. And God did that. And it was said that Solomon was one of the wisest men to ever walk the earth. And yet, even within that, he fell because of uh, this lust for life, I guess would be a, a better way to say it. Um 
in Ecclesiastes, which he wrote, which Solomon wrote, we'll see some of that and his struggle with trying to find uh, the ultimate purpose in life. And and he comes to some conclusions there that we'll get to later. But but in, in chapter 11, it says this, But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh. He took Pharaoh as a, Pharaoh's daughter as a wife, the uh, Pharaoh king of Egypt. But he liked women of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zidonians, the Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, All of you shall not go into them, neither shall they come into you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. So even though Solomon was supposed to be the wisest man on earth, he let his own desires go before the instruction of God. And as we know, when people do that, it never turns out well. And it says, uh, Solomon claved to these in love, and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the father, his, or the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Amorites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as David his father had done. Then did Solomon build a high place in Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and the hill is before the Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he call for his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed to their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, and he had appeared to him twice. So he had a personal appearance from God two times. And uh, God had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he kept not that which the Lord commanded. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done to you, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes which I have commanded you. I surely will rend the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Notwithstanding in your days, I will not do it for David your father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of your son. Nevertheless, I will not rend away all the kingdom, but will give one, of, one tribe to your son for David my servant's sake and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. And the Lord stirred up an adversary unto Solomon, Hadad the Edomite. He was the king's seed in Edom. So I'm not going to go through the rest of that, but there was strife in the land because Solomon turned his heart from God and allowed his heart to be turned from God and did not stay steadfast. You know, David, when he sinned, repented of his sin and turned his heart back toward God unto the end. And uh, here we see Solomon, again, wisdom doesn't solve everything, folks. The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. And in Proverbs, Solomon talks a lot about gaining wisdom, and it is a book in the Bible that God is allowed to be in there. And so there's a a certain benefit from wisdom, but if wisdom isn't isn't begun with fear of the Lord, isn't hung on fear of God, isn't hung on every word, as Jesus said, every word of God, then it's not wisdom anymore. It's your own manifestation of what, what wisdom might say. And that's never going to turn out good, I'm telling you. So as we go through Kings, Solomon moves on and, and he has one of his sons finally takes over the kingdom and 
And there's a series of good kings and bad kings. We're going to go through this and, and uh, today and tomorrow. And then uh, Chronicles as well. I think I'm actually going to going to skip through that whole thing. Because we go through 1 Kings, 2 Kings. It's all uh, information about the line of Christ. And the kings of David, the kings of Judah, and the kings of Israel. Because Israel and Judah split. And you get all the way through Second Kings at the end. Uh, and let's see who's left. You get down through Second Kings chapter 25. And let's see. It came to pass in seven and 20th year of the captivity of Jehoiachin. So Israel gets thrown into captivity. As part of this, and uh, you know, you have the uh, basically the people of Iraq and then the people of Iran, the Persians and the Medes, uh, taken over in the 12th month, the 7th, 20th month. That evil Merodach, king of Babylonian, in the year that he began to reign, did lift up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, out of prison. And he spoke kindly to him and set his throne above the throne of the kings that were with him in Babylon and changed his prison garments and did eat bread. And his allowance was a continual allowance given the king the daily rate for every day of his life. And so, again, the Chronicles is going to chronicle a lot of this. So I am going to basically go through to the book of Ezra and look at what some of the prophets had to say during this time. Because you've got Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, uh, Job. And then we go to the book of Job, which is, is an entirely different book that I think should have been probably somewhere after Genesis maybe but it uh, it talks about some things that, that don't come into the Exodus and that so we're going to get through you know the entire Old Testament probably you know we'll look at some of this stuff in a little bit more at length uh, and we'll finish with Malachi probably by the end of this month and then uh, want to get into the New Testament. So one of the things, one of the goals that I had that um, I didn't uh, um, didn't start yet was doing a, a word study. Word studies, I think, help in understanding God's word a little bit more. Like what what is faith? What is purpose? What is... You know, you can just pick a word, and there's so much. Like when I type in faith, there's 231 results on the word faith, and there's only two in the Old Testament. Um, Deuteronomy 32:20, and he said, "I will hide my face from them, and I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very perverse generation, children in whom there is no faith." Now, we didn't read that, but that's an interesting statement that I believe he's talking about the people of Israel there. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And that's Habakkuk 2.4. So, two references to the idea of faith in the Old Testament. But So, that means there's 229 references to it in the New Testament. And uh, we will get into that at some point. So, 
Let's take a look at some of the news that's out there today. There's always fun stuff going on in our society, in our world. And the Truckers for Freedom, folks, it's it's a just a neat, neat thing. And they're uh they're trying to use Twitter, which you know, folks, we gotta get off of Twitter. Twitter and Facebook are evil. They're evil platforms. They're controlled by big tech and big media. And uh, the government at this point loves to tell them what to do. And they love to adhere to what the government wants. And this is a battle, folks. This is a battle for the soul of our countries, of the United States of America, of Canada, of Australia, of all the Western nations that to this point have been free. And now we have dictatorial uh, folks that want to clamp down on everything, want to shut everything down, want to control everything, want to tell people what to do, what to believe, what's true and what's real. That somehow when you have uh, anomalies all over an election, that there's nothing to see here and everything's perfect. That COVID shots are the way to go when there's tons of other ways that you can treat this thing. You know, there, it's it's really uh amazing to see what's going on i mean my wife was showing me a thing from the department of homeland security for crying out loud and again here's the problem the federal government should not be doing half the things that it's doing um we should have known when bush set up the department of homeland security uh that 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 was going to be a in the wrong hands that that was going to be a problem and we see the DHS and the FBI and these institutions of the federal government being used as tools to clamp down on people that disagree with the government, people that want just want to be free. You know, you look at these truckers, they just want freedom. They don't want lockdowns. They don't want to have to wear a mask. They don't, you know, it's it's not rocket science. And for Trudeau to sit here and say that that somehow that's a fringe movement, people wanting to be free, it's ridiculous. But that's the only thing they got, folks. Leftists have to portray people who want freedom as insurrectionists, as separatists, as some crazy CRAP um, to make it look like they're the ones that have the problem. When in reality, the fringe minority is them, is Trudeau. You know, They're the people that drive around with a mask on in their car by themselves. That is fringe minority, people. That is not normal. That is 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 being, I don't know. To me, it's it's almost you're bordering on insanity at that point. But you see some of these pictures from all these people in Canada that are protesting this stuff, and it's a beautiful thing. And I think those protests are coming to America as as uh, as Tucker Carlson was talking about on his show last night. And I think that's going to be a uh, a good thing because I think we need people to get off their duffs and um, and do that. Wendy Rogers, God bless that lady. 23,344 mail-in ballots from voters who no longer lived at that address. 2,382 voters who moved out of Maricopa County and yet still voted. 2,881 voters who moved out of the state and still voted. 255,326 early votes with no corresponding file. Where's all that come from? The margin of error exceeds the margin of victory. So, yeah, nothing to see here, folks. 
even questioning that, uh, is supposedly a uh, a bad thing. Is insurrectionist related? If you're, you could be called a terrorist. Uh, Justin Trudeau is Castro without a beard. That makes sense. How in the world did New Zealand elect tyranny? How does that happen? I don't know. I don't think people willingly do that. I think leftists are great at, at hiding who they really are. They're getting less so. I mean, they're being more bold about what they believe. And I think as people really wake up to that, uh, um, I think that... Uh, at least my hope is people will finally tell leftists to pound sand because, you know, here's another great, uh, great thing that leftists and, you know, leftists want you drunk. They want you, uh, stoned. They want you inebriated. As long as you vote for them, they'll give you anything you want. And, uh, loaf of bread at the end of the day, Biden administration to fund crack pipes, heroin for drug addicts. Isn't that great? Our tax dollars are going to be used to help crack addicts uh, get their crack fix. Instead of trying to fix the problem, instead of trying to help them not be crack addicts, um, it, insanity, people. It is absolute insanity. As Pence and Trump's bar over election, Rubio slams January 6th committee's complete partisan scam, which... I think most people in this country realize that. With Nancy Pelosi running the show, that's all you're going to get is a complete partisan scam. But again, when you have people that, that put their faith and trust in things like evolution and things that don't require faith in the one true God, um, you have... Uh, huh, Rachel Maddow on hiatus leaves MSNBC, lost at sea, critics say yeah that's not a sad thing that gal is worthless when it comes to doing the news um and let's see where was there was a story oh pence pushback my remember yeah i don't know the january 6th committee is a joke and rubio's right to to call that out and call it what it is it's pathetic um, and the news is, is typically going to point out things that are going wrong, right? But God, people, but God, you know, you see faithfulness in people all over this country every day doing things that in a lot of ways don't make sense or going out of their way to help someone or what have you. And, and that is, is faith. That's what's really in us that is subdued by our sinful nature. Um, and there's a war that goes on. Paul talks about it in the New Testament that you're in this body of death and yet there's a spirit that is alive and that you need to uh, feed. And once you accept Christ and that spirit begins to dwell in you, um, that's when life truly begins and you can truly have life so with that i'm gonna call it a show today and uh just be thankful that that i have such a, a wonderful family to take care of and 
life to live yet. Um, you know, the Lord's given me a good way to provide for my family. And uh, we've got opportunities to, to do things locally in our hometown and with the church that we're a part of and the friends that we've made since we've been here. And it's just uh, been back, I should say. And it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. So I'm very thankful for that. So you all have a blessed day. Thanks for stopping by. And we will uh, we'll catch you the next time. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a porch swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama, for my friends, for your love